0: Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow,
3: and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner
4: Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. we got a bunch of great guests on the show today, coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. We we have uh, a couple of guests. Um, we're going to talk first with uh, uh, lifestyle expert Millie Almadovar and uh, she's going to talk about refreshing your beauty cabinet you'll see what that's all about coming up uh, as i mentioned during the third half of our three-hour tour plus a little late in the season but we're going to talk again with uh, chris kaiser from uh, the outdoor power equipment institute he has some advice about snow throwers and other outdoor equipment uh Uh, generators and lawnmowers and all kinds of stuff, but we're going to talk with, uh, with Chris as well, and then, uh, during the second hour of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk about the, uh, increase, uh, of fatal drug overdose, um, overdoses that have happened, uh, over this, uh, past year with, um, some experts, uh, recommended by the Sacred Heart University, um, Susan Denisco and Carrie Milner will be uh, joining me, but first we're going to talk about uh, what has happened with um, housing and uh, um, dream vacation homes and other things related to uh, what people are going to be doing with uh, real estate as we continue forward. from the uh, pandemic, and joining me by phone from uh, hunting from Sunday is uh, real estate economist Paulina Rishikov. And uh, Paulina, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you, Tom. It's good to be here. How are you?
4: I, I'm doing okay. Um, like a lot of people, I'm I'm a little tired of being in the same old place all the time. Um, <laughs> Is, can it can to that for sure. How, how big an impact is that having? I've talked with some people who said that, like, for example, uh, sales of home improvement supplies has gone, no pun intended, through the roof. Um, over the last year, as people tried to improve the space they were in, expand the space, cleaning up outdoor areas, trying to make living space out there, but what what are you seeing and, and what are you experiencing, and how does what we've gone through economically over this last year impact what people are able to do
5: well we we are seeing this we, we are seeing the pandemic uh, impact the real estate market just all over right um, starting with everybody everybody who is stuck at home for over two weeks is rethinking their living space. You know, at Sunday, um, we're the marketplace that connects sellers who need to sell their home um, that is in less than perfect condition that needs repairs uh, that's dated or damaged. Uh, We connect these sellers to uh, property investors. So we do see a lot of people who are selling these damaged properties and for, for various reasons. Um, and then on the other hand, we see a lot of investors who, who want to buy these properties. And so we're exposed to this industry and we are seeing a lot of, Shortages in construction jobs, for example, because a lot of people who are stuck at home they're looking to remodel their kitchen you know the, the, they're staring at their kitchen for two weeks and they realize that they need to do something about it right uh, they can 't look at it anymore, um, so the remodeling industry is definitely um, is booming i'm sure that the home home improvement um, stock is doing really really well uh, and then
4: Now, you said that you you kind of focus on on damaged homes, but has there been an increase in that as people have been strapped for cash and not able to do a lot of maintenance and some people uh, finally having such um, money problems that that they're having to let their, their homes go?
5: Um, we haven't seen a lot of that because there's been a lot of help from the government, right? The stimulus payments helped uh, people maintain their homes, keep making payments. So what we are seeing when we see the data than damaged properties is when, you know, somebody either inherited a property or they've lived in their property for 30 or 40 years, um, or somebody who's been hoarding for a long time and they want to move and things like that. But what we've seen with the pandemic is that, you know, when people rethink their living space, now that they are at home, all of a sudden, all the time, it highlights what their home isn't, right? When they need to entertain themselves at home, when they need to exercise at home, when they need to homeschool their children at home, when they need to work from home, they realize they need that additional space for an office, for gym equipment, um, or that they don't have a backyard, and that um, they need to look for something else. So um, they, plus, you know, with the interest rates being so low, all of a sudden they can afford a lot more of that house. So for example, if you can afford $2,000 a month, you know, at the interest rate of 3.75, you could afford a house for $390,000. And with current interest rates, you can afford a $430,000 home.
4: How often um, are, uh, are people turning over homes generally?
5: Uh, generally, I mean, we're seeing the tenure of, uh, of people staying in one place increasing. Um, Historically, people were buying their first property in their early to mid 20s and then buying a second property in their early 30s. Now I think the average tenure is closer to 10 years and it's increasing. But what we're also seeing is that people are buying more investment properties. so the repeat buyers' home, the, the repeat buyers' age is uh, increasing as well.
4: It is, um, I, I, and I was thinking about this before we uh, before we started talking, Paulina. And it was uh, the thought I had is, are, are there a lot of people that are looking to change their space because they've spent so much more time in their space this last year? And they're just looking for something different, not necessarily a, a bigger house. Although I'm sure there's there's plenty of that. But they're just looking to change their environment. And is that a little bit like these people who, you know, buy their kids a bunny for Easter or a puppy for Christmas, and then, you know, a month later they're they're thinking, wait a minute, <laughs> this this was a permanent decision. I'm not sure this was the right thing to do. Is is there a risk that people might do that because of the pandemic with houses?
5: Oh, that's a very interesting question, and um, I think that we will see two different things happen. I think that there are definitely people who figure that they are never going back to the office, and they can buy that you know dream home um, somewhere in a in a small vacation town. and and never come back and what they don't realize is that it might not have the internet they need or the transportation to get in and out once they need to go back on the road and you know go to business trips and things like that but people who stayed nearby and who stayed within the driving distance of the big uh, metros were. Where they used to work, and who anticipate that they need to go back to the office once or, you know, twice a week. Um, we we still don't know what it's going to look like. I do think think there will be some some kind of a buyer remorse once this is all settled because a lot of people um, they panic and they're very reactionary, and some of the. Um, buys, they're not well thought out, right? I, I thought many times about buying a house with a pool for my kids during the summer just so I can entertain them but pools are very expensive and the upkeep is very expensive and I'm sure that once we can go out and do other things, I'll regret doing that so I'm not <laughs> buying a house with a pool
4: Yeah, but it, it, you're thinking it through and I, I just wonder if uh, you know, if if uh, if everybody thought you know, thought about that a little bit. If if maybe they'd be happier with where they are. Um, you mentioned, uh, Paulina, that um, you know some people will not be going back to work. That they're going to be continuing to work remotely. They're not going back to offices. What happens to those offices?
6: Ah,
5: oh, that's an interesting question. I think that, um, it you know we work which is shared space they were in trouble before the pandemic um after the pandemic it almost looks like a perfect type of work environment where you where you share space where you rotate with your coworkers because there is a need to collaborate i think it's going to be very different company by company but before everybody talked about distributed office because you can tap into a bigger um into a bigger talent pool. And on one hand, on the other hand, we've seen talent be attracted to these, you know, bigger companies that build huge campuses, especially in California, we see a lot of that with the tech companies like Apple and Google and Facebook, they almost have their own little towns. Um, right, but it's not sustainable. When you're growing a huge company with 10,000 people, 15,000 people, 20,000 people, that office space becomes extremely important. And I think when the pandemic um, hit, and people realized that they might not need to add that space, especially the big company, not people, companies. It's a huge savings. And now that we were forced into that distributed office space, and they're realizing that they can save on that, I think it's going to be a question of whether you know we can stay. Just as efficient, working remotely and potentially collaborating in the office once or twice a week, and you know whether there is going to be um, demand from people coming out of college for that downtown experience when they can grab drinks with their friends after after work, because um, people, I'm, I'm sure that especially. Younger people they must be lonely right now, lonely than anybody lonelier than anybody else right
4: well, certainly lonelier than than we were a year and more ago um, it's been yeah. a a very strange time and uh and that that makes me wonder will a lot of the what, what how how are there going to be changes with uh, commercial real estate. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about a, a couple of other things, Paulina, but I have a break coming up in about a minute. Um, can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more?
5: Sure.
4: Okay. My my guest is real estate economist for Sunday, uh, Paulina Rishikoff, and uh, we're talking about uh, real estate trends. Uh, during and post pandemic. And we're going to get into more of that and what the new normal will look like with Polino after we take a short break. If you're listening to us on 92.1 FM, Our Voices Radio, WFOV in Flint, uh, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in edgewise or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. Uh, we will be uh, back to talk more about uh, pandemic housing trends and more with Polina Rishikov, uh, real estate economist for Sunday.
6: Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger, T-I-double-G-R, that spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner's program on account of because he's so bouncy. woo <laughs> hoo
4: Always. You you <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from nine to twelve right here on ninety-two point one of a kind and check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region.
2: where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. This is Congressman Dan Kildy, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
4: Hey, welcome back everybody we continue my conversation about uh pandemic housing trends and and other real estate uh, economy uh and how it's been impacted by the pandemic with real estate economist for sunday uh, paulina rishikoff and she joins me by phone paulina welcome back thanks for sticking around sorry to make you sit through all that
5: thank you tom no uh, problem
4: what have some of the before the break? We were talking about uh, uh, commercial real estate and how some people um, will not be returning to offices, and and that's going to leave some vacancies in downtown areas. And you were talking about uh, young people possibly moving in. Were you were you suggesting that uh, maybe some of the commercial real estate in in center cities in in medium sized towns will go condo or turn into lofts or, or become more residential than, than business possibly?
5: Maybe. Um, I mean, redevelopment is really, really expensive. And I think that uh, we'll need to wait and see a little bit until we open up because everybody, I think the word everybody uh, repeats over and over and over is unprecedented. And we still don't know um, exactly what's going to happen.
4: Yeah, and I've heard people referring to a new normal, but not very many people seem to know what that, what that's going to look like.
5: Um, exactly, exactly. And even you know, we're 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 going to talk about Zoom towns, and I've done some research on Zoom towns before before writing the blog post on Zoom towns, and and everybody. Talks about this new trend: people buying up properties in Zoom towns. And the truth is, they don't have the infrastructure to to support the influx of people. Right? They don't even have the internet. They don't even have um, the roads that are big enough for for all the traffic. Uh, they don't have the locals to to support um, to support these people. The the restaurants, the the coffee shops. Uh, they're displacing. Local people who who are living in these towns, also. So, and 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 the infrastructure can go can't grow quickly enough. Um,
4: what what constitutes a, a zoom town, Paulina?
5: A zoom town, <laughs> sorry. Zoom towns are booming areas for for remote workers. Um, so we we've seen people during the pandemic looking to get away from kind of urban centers because. You can't really go outside without a mask, and uh, people are looking for a new, for a new home or a second home, or in some cases, if it's uh, if it's a town in a kind of a ski area or on a lake where they can rent potentially. So locations with access to nature outside national parks, uh, lakes, ski resorts, towns that are still somewhat within driving distance, but surprisingly not always. You know, are are people
4: uh, are people that are attracted to these uh, uh, sort of vacation type homes? Are are they moving to these places permanently, and or are they buying second homes where they can spend more of their time and keeping their their city dwellings? Um. So we. We're
5: We've seen a couple of things. So the sellers we see at Sunday um, are usually the sellers who retire, and they will retire in these areas. So one of the trends, interesting trends we've seen is that people who are planning to retire and people who are retiring a little bit earlier, for example, they lost their job, they want to tap into that equity. You know, the prices have been going up. So they want to tap, tap into their equity in their home, and they want to cash out, and then they can buy something a little cheaper in the in in, in, in that area, and they can pocket some of that money, which is great for them. And so they are moving permanently. Um, younger professionals, Gen Xers with families, are looking for second homes. Um, not exactly sure what millennials are doing, because a lot of them were these digital nomads before the pandemic, and they would – they were looking for jobs where they could switch between New York and San Francisco and Chicago, and you know would benefit from the culture in, and, and different perks that these cities could offer and work you know for one month from one place, another month from another place. So we've seen them rent uh, houses in these second home markets and even sometimes buy. Um, so Primarily, second homes. I, I have heard of some people buy uh, their primary homes there, uh, but I don't think anybody is giving up their um, their space in 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 the bigger metro metro areas. So um, it doesn't it doesn't sound like there is a permanent shift to these areas.
4: Interesting. The um, uh, yeah, a lot of. Uh, Businesses and industries, well, especially small businesses that, you know, were um, struggling financially to begin with, have been hit really hard by the pandemic this past year. What's happened with the real estate market? Have there been any real significant trends, and are those trends um, happening in, in commercial real estate and residential real estate at the same time?
5: Uh, so residential real estate is on fire. Really? Uh, commercial, yes. Well, be, be, because people needed to rethink their space. And even looking, gotcha. at, your, uh, looking at the Detroit area, you, you can see the home price appreciation almost 11%. Wow. And I, I looked at your guys' stats, and it looks very, it looks very promising for this year as well. Um, and the housing market is booming. You know, people who were living in a one-bedroom apartment, they realized that they need another bedroom for a home office, right? So they right. moved into a two-bedroom. People who had a two-bedroom moved into a three-bedroom. People who wanted more privacy started looking for a house, and they could afford a bigger house. So it looks like everybody is moving somewhere. people who wanted to um, up level their house but couldn't because they didn't have the money because of the interest rate drop, all of a sudden had the money and then with some appreciation, they could tap into the equity in their house and buy that next property so in the residential real estate market, everybody's been on the move looking for that you know better bigger um entry-level homes are very popular right now because millennials are getting married. They're having babies. The next logical step is to buy a house. Um, they, for the first time in a long time, they can afford that house because of lower interest rates and they're the most educated um, generation. So most of them have been able to hold on to their jobs because a lot of their jobs can be done from home. Right. So um, they definitely benefited from um, from the favor- from the favorable kind of interest rate uh, environment
4: is the normal is is the bulk of the activity in residential um, real estate upsizing or is there also a trend to you know, maybe downsize, or, or are, are there people that are realizing? You know, I could get, I, I could get by with less.
5: Um, that's a great question. Uh, we we're not, we're not seeing major difference year over year. So the trends are consistent with the previous years for, uh, for the baby boomer generation. But for millennials and for Gen Xers, so it's the generation that buys primarily entry-level homes and um, move-up homes, uh, It's that's where you see the most activity. Um, so entry-level homes are about over 30%, um, and then it's the move-up move up homes, but boomers are no more
4: than no more than usual pretty consistent for the previous years I, i'm i'm kind of curious about how how the housing market is is doing overall i remember you know in 2008 when there was this big bust and property values plummeted and uh, a lot of people ended up upside down on their mortgages and um, it, it it caused some people to think in terms of temporary or rental-type housing. And I, I remember thinking myself, uh, Paulina, that, wow, I'll never buy again. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to get stuck with a house I can't sell. But that's completely changed now, hasn't it? We've completely recovered from that over the last 10 or 12 years.
5: Yes, it changed completely and in fact, it turned out that real estate is the best wealth building tool um, ever because this time around, it's an exogenous shock, right? It's not that people borrowed too much money. If anything, we over-tightened the credit requirements and people have a lot of equity built up in their home. And they they are able to sell and buy a new one. They're able to get that money for a down payment. And I actually I I write a lot about these trends on our on our blog on sunday.com, about that. And I answer some of other questions. And we we have a lot of experts in our company. They talk about remodeling trends and they talk about um, other trends within the industry. So. Um if anybody is interested you can you can read about this on sunday dot com and um to to keep answering your question on on the difference between two thousand and eight and what we're seeing now is it it's not it's not the banks that that are the problem right this time around economists look at this the same way they, they look at natural disasters, where this is temporary, and then things usually go back to normal a quarter or two after. Um, this time, I think, because as I mentioned before, people are rethinking their space, which highlights the importance of the home, um, homes will become even more valuable to people
4: do Do you think the the trend will be going forward that that more people will be spending more time in their homes and less likely to get out and 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 I know we're speculating a little bit here, Paulina, on what the new normal is gonna look like, but i just i I just wonder if if people haven't um, maybe learned a different way of uh carrying out their daily lives, um, being stuck at home for a year.
5: You know this really depends on who you ask. After the last pandemic, the roaring twenties happened. So I certainly hope not for the sake of our society. <laughs> and I looking at my kids, I I'd like to say no because they they, they like being online, they talk to their friends online, they play video games with their friends online. But that said, they still want their friends to come over and play those video games. They they crave that interaction, right? They, they want to go back to school, they want to walk to school with, with their friends across the street. They want that, they need that badly. So I, they want to go to the movies. Um, I I think that once people remember what it feels like and how great it feels to to hang out, they will go back <laughs> to that.
4: I know that's Even, one. It, that's one of the things yeah. that I miss uh, dramatically. Paulina is is just being able to to mix and mingle with people.
5: Exactly, and actually, I. One of the things we've seen here in California is we, we've seen an uptick in cases last fall, right? And I think part of that was because during the summer, we'd grab our camper chairs, we'd go to our friend's backyard with, with our own bottle of wine, and we'd sit around and chat, right? And once it got cold, we could no longer do that. And so people would probably go to each other's houses. And that's, I mean, that's thats what I speculate but um, I think people, people want to want to hang out more. They, they can't wait to get out. They can't wait for things to go back to, I don't know what normal is. I don't know what it will look like. But um, we, we still don't know what, what is actually um, the, true, the true impact of this, I guess, because you only hear about, um, um, you know, somebody being depressed. Or somebody being lonely. Um I've seen a fundraiser for somebody's kid who attempted um, a suicide. It, it's very sad, so i, I hope not.
4: Uh, how has and this is a little off topic, Paulina, but I, I just now am realizing that uh, that you're in California. Um, how have the the wildfires out west been impacting? Uh, real estate
5: Well, if you are going to these zoom towns and, you know, second home markets, you you better buy fire insurance. That's <laughs> all I can tell you.
4: Spoken like a true Californian, Paula. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what does that mean? What does spoken like a true no, Californian mean? Uh, just just
4: preparing for what you know what might happen. It it it's kind of the same as as uh, you know thinking about earthquake insurance.
5: For sure. Well, and being in real estate, you have to be prepared for everything, right? You have to buy insurance. You have to think things through, and um. You, you have to think about repairs that the house needs because one of the things we're seeing is when somebody you know, starts repairs and they can't carry them through. Um, so being exposed to different aspects of real estate, um, I, I've seen a lot in this space, and I can tell you a lot of stories.
4: Now, for most people who have been closed in um, for this, this, it's a year now, um, I think all of us have some sense of gosh I need a change and, and you know you're looking around your your home environment and it, it seems like you know I've spent so much time in this space I need a change of scenes for those people that are thinking about getting rid of their house and and buying a new house what are the questions that they should ask themselves is there you know, sort of a checklist to, to decide uh, to figure out what's best for you uh,
5: what's best for you in terms of selling your house well Whether you should yeah should
4: should, you should 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 I should I renovate should I you know ride it out eventually I'll be out among people and you know my house is just fine uh, you know, maybe I'm just bored, or um, do I really need more space? Is my life going to change in, you know, in a post-pandemic world? Um, and what do I need to do to accommodate it, that? Is is there a list of, of questions that people should ask themselves before making the decision to, you know, I, give up their equity and, and buy a new place yeah, and wait. so
5: on? Well... I, it's a good question. I don't think you're just giving up your equity, right? You're, you're also you're also benefiting from the slow interest rate environment. But as far as your house, I think there, there are a lot of considerations, right? Were you planning on downsizing, for example, before the pandemic? Were you thinking about doing that in the next few years? Because if you were, then you should look around and think, do I have the money to renovate or do I want to renovate and I don't? Should I sell my house? Should I wait to sell my house until we open up? Or should I um, sell it off market? And this is uh, what Sunday, for example, right? We help, uh, with, we help our um, sellers sell their house off market. We connect them to hundreds of investors uh, who bid on their property and then we present them with offers so that's a great option um and when you when, you, when you, it, it's a big decision right your, your house is a big decision what to do with your house is a big decision and the example of downsizing i think you should really treat it especially in the example of downsizing you should really treat it as such it's a major you Well, know,
4: paulina you're it. breaking up a little bit okay I, I, and I don't know what's causing it, but um, the um, I, I guess maybe what we're we're almost out of time, Paulina, And I always want to give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Um, and you mentioned the blog that you do and and the the uh, Sunday website. Um could could you share that that information again?
5: Of course. It's Sunday, Sunday with an E, uh, like ice dot com. And you can find out more about us, our mission, and uh link to our blog. And you'll find articles and blog posts on everything from home renovations, real estate trends, um, what we're seeing in the market.
4: Well, Paulina, thanks so much for spending this time with me this morning. And um, keep up the good work.
5: Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me.
4: All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That was uh, Real Estate Economist uh, for Sunday, Paulina Rishikoff. And um, we're going to have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead.
6: Do the right thing and stay
9: aside with me. You might just save a lie or two or three or four or maybe five. Indoors, indoors, indoors. Take it away. From, From the Tom
4: If you're listening to us on 92.1 FM, our Voices Radio in Flint, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in, um, and or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
7: While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and take precautions until we reach our destination. Freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at Michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. <laughs>
8: Or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810 767
6: 6490 The Tom summer Program. Hey,
8: this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom
6: Sumner Program.
0: to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program.
3: We are in the process of buying a home. And you deal, when you buy a home, you deal with realtors, you see. Now, realtors are people who did not make it as used car salesmen, you see. (laughs) 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 This... (laughs) You see, you see the ads, and you say, "Honey, this is our dream house." Then you go out to it, you see, and you meet the realtor, and he comes on like this: "Well, hi there. Well, here she is, boy. Somebody's going to steal this little beauty, you know." Uh, I'm I'm not supposed to tell you this, but uh, this baby is priced way below the market. Way below. Is this the wife, is it? How, how do you do, Breck Schneider, John Breck Schneider. Oh, look at. Is that is that the little baby? How, how old? Fourteen months, huh? Boy, she she's gonna she's gonna break a lot of hearts when she gets older. A <laughs> 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 uh, little boy, is it? Huh? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> what Wonderful. You always hate to give them the first haircut, don't you? <laughs> well, there she is. Boy, is, is that a beauty? Hmm? Yeah, there she is. Hmm? It's, yeah, this is, this is what we call rustic. Hmm? This, is, this is kind of your rustic home. Well, of course, that's a question of semantics. You know, uh, w- w- when does it uh, quit becoming rustic and, and start becoming ramshackle? You know, it's <laughs> kind of hard to... It's a, it's a wonderful family home, though. It's got uh, seven, uh, seven bedrooms and one bath. <clears throat> Anyone with any imagination or, or, or happens to own a contracting business could just, just, do, uh, just do wonders with this house. Yeah, this is uh, th- three-quarters of an acre. Mm-hmm. Well, not actually, Well, come over the cliff here. Let, let me show you where... <laughs> <clears throat> where your property runs, you see, you see down, you see the road way down there. That is all your land, all the way down to the road. Yeah. I mean, I mean, somebody, you know, somebody's car stalls and they start to lean on, on the cliff there. You can just say, "Hey, get off that land. That, that's that's my land." You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You 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 saw the ad, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is uh, you got the view of the ocean and and the view of the valley. It's very very rare. The, the ocean view. Um, yeah, you wanna, come over here by the, by the cliff, that's the way. Yeah, you just, just get down, you see? Uh-huh, now, can you see between the boughs there? There, there's, do you see the ocean? Wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there it is, Did you see it? Do you see it that time? Uh-huh. Pe- people tell me, that the people that own this house, they tell me they used to come out here, you know, Sunday afternoon and uh, get down on all fours and crouch and just 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 watch the ocean and and all all your troubles just seem to float away you know (laughs) just wonderful the valley view yeah listen you want to boost your wife on my shoulders let let me show you the, the the valley view it's it's kind of a it's kind of a frank lloyd wright kind of kind of feeling the home gives you you know it just kind of Seems to fit, uh, you know. Seems to flow uh, right, r- right into the, right into the, the atmosphere. There. As a matter of fact, the back of the house is starting to flow. I, I think it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, uh, uh, pardon? No, the people that lived here before tell me that uh, you, you can hardly hear uh, anything from the sheet metal plant across the street. There. Yeah, they say they, they hardly even knew it was here. Uh-huh. Now, uh huh. Now, folks, fo- I did, folks, I didn't explain about the kitchen. Folks, folks, folks.
9: I'm going
6: Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com. You
4: pilots get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on, go on, get out of here.